0: Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. Hey, we're excited you're here today. And again, just a quick reminder: right after service, we do have our our missions trip meeting. So, if you're interested in going on a missions trip to the Dominican Republic, really where we're pairing up and partnering with a uh, a child center there, uh, we're actually going to go to that center in uh, the first week of June. So, I challenge you if you have if you're interested, you have just questions and you just even slightly interested, come to this informational meeting right after uh, service, be right about 11:45, and uh, we'll do our best to answer any questions or at least get your questions and then come back to you to answer those as well. But we are we are in our second week of our series. Entitled Toxic, and if you remember last week, we got to play with uh, dry ice, and we threw those in our in our toxic barrels, and our toxic barrels were literally toxic last week, which was pretty cool. But this week we didn't do that because, well, we still have the overflow and after effects of the Buckeye game last week, last night, which was uh, is a toxic in itself. So, right, so we don't have to do that. We know what that feels like, right? But the truth is, there's many times in our life where we experience toxins. Physically, we come into contact with some toxic things each and every day. But we also come into contact with them spiritually. We also come into contact with them emotionally and relationally as well. And the truth is toxic things are scary. Toxic things are scary. That's why there's warning signs over it. That's why when you look at these toxic barrels, you automatically register there's the toxic sign on it. Right, the, The sign that you know that something is dangerous. When we're a young age, we're taught to be careful around toxic things. I remember my parents yelling at me or uh, strongly advising to stay away from certain things, right? To not put certain things in my mouth, to not smell certain things, all these things, not to put these on my skin and not touch these certain things because they were toxic. And again, toxic is this. It's anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death, It's anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. And the truth is, each and every day, we're around these things. Each and every day, we, we put ourselves in situations where we're near these, toxin- these toxic things, where we're silently being poisoned by all sorts of things in the world. We're around these toxic items. We come across to each and every moment. And last week, we talked about how there's even toxins in our spiritual life as well. We jumped in and we talked about how religion itself can even be toxic. And when we add things to what Jesus said, it can become toxic. When we take away from what Jesus said, we can become toxic and it can become toxic religion. But the good news is this, is that Jesus is greater than religion. Jesus is more than religion. So we started off this series really talking about our one relationship with Jesus and the fact that he's more than relationship. But today what I'm going to do is I want to talk about our other relationships as well. I want to talk a little bit about how our other relationships can become toxic and how we even have toxic relationships in our lives and how they can lead us down a path that we may not have fully intended. Right? If we're not careful, our relationships can contain poison and they can cause damage and they can be dangerous. And here's why. Because we become who we spend time with. Right? We become who we spend time with. Like that's, the, that's the big idea. That's what I want us to understand. That's what I want us to walk away with today. That's what I want us to, to really put and apply to our lives. We become who we spend time with. So what makes a difference? It makes a difference who we allow in our lives. It makes a difference who we spend time with, right? I mean, chances are you, you act like the people you most spend time with. Right, the man, your mannerisms, uh, your mannerisms are most likely similar to, to that of your, your closest friends. Your mannerisms are, are most likely similar to that of, of your family. I mean, think about it. How many of you have ever been told you act just like your mother or father? Right? Anybody do that before? For some of you, you're thinking like, man. And like, how many of you ever like get the one that you don't want to act like? That's what they tell you. I mean, for me, I won't tell you which one my father. No, I won't tell you which one it is. Right? But I get that, and it's actually used as like a kind of a dig for me. You just you act just like them? But the truth is we do, right? The truth is we act like who we spend time with. I think the same thing, I, we probably heard it before, maybe you've been even told that you act like your, your best friend or, or your group of friends all kind of act the same way. It's because we become who we spend time with. If you spend enough time with somebody, chances are you're going to begin to really like the same things. You're going to begin to do the same things. You're going to begin to think the same way. Right? You have similar mindsets, you have similar tastes, you have similar opinions, because again, we act like who we spend time with. And what's crazy is, we even begin to look like who we spend time with as well, right? So just let me prove this real quick. Have you ever seen people that look like their pets before? There's an example, right? We begin to look like you spend time with. This guy obviously spent a little too much time with his dog. Let's check out another one, right? This guy clearly should spend time with more humans because he's dressing up his dog, right? But he begins to look a little bit like him. Check another one out here. Okay, I don't actually think that's Peyton Manning's pet, but I just thought it was pretty funny. And then last but not least, I, you had to go there, right? You just had to go there, right? We look who like we spend time with. Again, even this happens in, in people as well. How many of you have ever seen older couples that, that begin to look alike? It's kind of cute, right? Well, let's check this out. Right, these guys look alike. They're real cute. They both have their cameras. They're one step away from the fanny pack. Like, if you get a picture of them the following year, they're totally going to have a fanny pack. You know it, right? And they're going to do it together because they have a similar taste, right? Let's look at another one. So they've already began to dress alike, but they begin to look alike too. It's kind of weird even how like, the, the tint in the eyes is almost the same, right? And then let's do uh, one more, right? Like, this is clearly just stolen off a copy of an AARP magazine, but like this is it. They begin to look alike. Who we spend time with really makes a difference. Our relationships have a huge impact on our life. They affect how we think, what we do, and even how we look. Because we become who we spend time with. I was a youth pastor for years, and I used to say it this way. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. We've probably heard somebody say that to us before, but it's true. Our relationships have that much of an impact on our life. Our relationships make that much of a difference on our life. And because of that, we have to be careful. Because of that, we have to be careful with the relationships we choose, right? We have to be careful with who we allow in our life, who we allow to speak into our life as well. We have to make sure that we don't allow toxic relationships to steer our lives. We have to make sure that our relationships aren't filled with poison, that our relationships aren't filled with danger. Because if they are, what happens is is we become toxic as well. Again, this is a, a basic truth in life. You've experienced it, but it's also a spiritual truth as well. In fact, Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. So if you have your Bibles, go with me there. It's 1 Corinthians 15, 33. And if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the Version Bible app which is just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. You can put it on your phone. That way you can read your Bible every single day. If you get early to a meeting or something, you can just open up that app and begin reading, right? It's Just incredible to read every single day. And we challenge you not just to wait till Sunday to do it. But First Corinthians fifteen thirty three says this. It says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. This is Paul speaking. And what's interesting about this as Paul here, he's actually speaking directly towards those that are, that are taking others into false religion. It's really a tie in to what we learned about last week. Because Paul is, Paul is speaking, and he's speaking directly to the validity of who Christ was. And the fact that Christ was raised from the dead. The fact that Christ lived a perfect life for each and every one of us because we couldn't, died on the cross, and was risen again. The fact that Jesus is our salvation. He's the one who connects us to God. Sin separates us, but Jesus connects us. And Paul was speaking about this, and he's telling us this. And he's saying, don't be misled, because bad company corrupts good character. Bad company can lead us into false religion. Bad company can lead us from really understanding all of who Jesus truly is. Bad company can corrupt good character. And it's based on who we spend time with. It's based on who we spend time with. What's amazing about this is this truth that Paul is speaking. Again, he's sharing it. This is, this is from the Bible, so it's written down. It's that important. But what Paul is actually doing, he's actually quoting a poet during that time period. He's actually quoting, quoting this famous person during this time period. The whole bad company corrupts good character was a direct quote from this poet playwright named Menander. Paul is quoting this guy who's really like an entertainment guru of that time, right? So what he's saying is relevant. He's quoting this guy so people automatically connected with it. I, know I find this very interesting because Paul was so relevant in his teaching. And he knew that this point had to get across. So he knew what he needed to do is he needed to connect with the audience in a way that everybody understood. It would be like, kind of almost like, like quoting a movie and taking spiritual truths out of that quote. Right? This is what Paul's doing because he understands that this point is so important. That who we spend time with is who we become. Who we spend time with is who we become. And bad company can corrupt good character. This is a truth that we need to learn. And it's a truth that's really, it's scary at the same time. It's scary at the same time because of the impact that people can have on our lives. I think the truth is, a lot of us, we have bad company in our life. We have bad company in our life. And we keep them around. Again, we can have the best intentions. And I believe that most of us, we're good. We have good intentions with what we want to do. We have good intentions with our life. We, we want the best for others. We want the best for those around us, right? We want the best. We want to live godly lives. We want to live according to Scripture. We want to live what, to really like Jesus. But that bad company that we keep in our life can really throw us off. target. That bad company can really derail us, right? Kind of the, the guilty by association rule. It's what bad company does. And it's toxic. It's poison. It's dangerous, and it can cause damage. It can cause sickness. It can even cause death in a relationship. But for too many times, and for too many of us, we put up with toxic relationships. Right? We put up with them. We put up with them really because of our own insecurities. I think mean, for most of us, we'd rather just be accepted than try to, uh, to, try to change a relationship or, or to try to address an issue within a relationship. We just want to be accepted, you know. It's the easier thing to do. A lot of times we even, maybe even overlook our bad company because the bad company has been around there for so long, right? We have this history, this relationship that is ongoing and ongoing that we just figure, you know what, it's been this way for years. Why try to mess with it, right? Why try to change it, right? Because it's easier. But what happens is over time, we slowly end up being corrupted. We slowly end up being poisoned. We slowly end up being, getting sicker and sicker. And the damage is being because it's toxic, because there's toxic relationships. Again, for many of us, we've all experienced this. In fact, as I'm talking through this, you might be in a place right now where you're in some toxic relationships. So what I want to do today, I want to look at three toxic relationships that we've all probably experienced at one time or another, or may even be experiencing now. So number one is this, the negative Nelly. Right? Number one, toxic relationship is the negative Nelly. So think about that. How many of you guys have ever experienced a, a negative Nelly in your life, right? Like you, this person that never sees the positive. They always, always, always see the negative, right? They always bring up the downside. This is kind of like a, a woe is me person, so woe is you as well. Like you're going to go as I go, and I'm going to take you down with me. This is that type of person. It's kind of like the E the or of a person, right? They've never actually seen a glass half full. It's always half empty. These, are, these people are kind of amazing sometimes, too, because even when things are going well, even when things are going well, they're looking at the next thing and like, man, well, this is going so well for me right now, so this is what could happen. Like, I'm up here so I actually can fall even further. Like, they're looking at the next bad thing that can happen next. The truth is we all have experienced people like this in our lives. And we have to be careful around these people, right? These people can be poisoned in our lives. These people can be toxic, right? They can corrupt our way of thinking. They can corrupt our way of even how we view Jesus and who Jesus is in our life. And we need to be careful. And here's why we need to be careful. Because if we're not, we'll become that negative person for somebody else, right? We'll become that negative Nelly for someone else. And think about it. if you spend enough time around somebody who's negative, always thinking negative, you know, oftentimes what happens is you begin to think those negative thoughts, right? Your thoughts progress in that same manner. You know, our thoughts are based on who we spend time with. We become who we spend time with. And again, a lot of us, we've experienced this in our life. We've experienced this negative Nelly, and we have to be careful because it can become toxic. So toxic relationship number one is the negative Nelly. Number two is the controllers, right, the controllers. These are the people that always have to be in control. These are the people that really try to manipulate us. They try to to pry into all areas of our lives. They're the people that have an opinion about everything, and they're going to share it regardless of whether you ask them or not. In fact, they share it even when you don't ask them. These are the people who give that unsolicited advice. And their relationship and your relationship with them has to go their way or it's the highway. Right? These are the controllers. Many times they operate in a very passive, aggressive way, and they can even be condescending. And the truth is they're poison. Right? They can corrupt your good character. And here's why. Because if they're trying to control them and you actually let them control them, control you, guess what? Guess who's not in control? God. They're taking you away from his plan, from his purpose. The truth is some of us, we've even been this before. We've been that controller. We've done this to other people's life. And a controller, it can lead us to things that we never intended. It can lead to frustration. It can lead to pain. It can lead to heartache because it's a toxic relationship. Chances are you've seen this. In fact, as I'm talking through these, there's probably some, some names of people that are coming through your mind and coming to your mind right now. Right? We've experienced this, and we need to be careful around these relationships. So number one is the negative Nelly. Number two is the controller. And then number three is the tempter. Right? The tempter. Not the one with the temper, but the tempter. These are the people that take us down a path that we would never go unless we were with them, Right? A lot of times our our biggest regrets or some of our our craziest stories or some of our moments of sin really revolve around the the fact that somebody tempted us into something else, right? Something tempted us into something that, that we wouldn't have done otherwise, right? They took us down a path that we didn't want to go. They took us down a path that we even knew we shouldn't go as well. This is what tempters do, right? And this is why tempters are dangerous. They take us places where we wouldn't want to go. And they can cause harm. They can be toxic. And again, we have these relationships in our life. At one point or another, we've all experienced this. We've experienced the negative Nelly. We've experienced the controller. We've experienced the tempter. Right? We've experienced these people in our lives. Many of us, we have these people in our lives right now, and they're continuing to speak in our lives because we allow for it, right? because it's easier just to let them go do it than actually address it themselves. So we stay in these relationships. And we, we continue to let them really control, tempt, and even speak negative into our lives. I think a lot of times what we do, too, and one reason why we stay in there is because we think we can change them. Right? We think we can save them. But if you go back to this, it says bad company corrupts good character. It doesn't have a flip-off. It doesn't have a, and so, and, and so does good company fixes bad behavior. No, it says bad company corrupts good behavior. If we're keeping people around because we think we can save them, guess what we're wrong?
1: Truth is, the only one
0: that can save is Jesus. It's not on us. It's not our responsibility. It's not our duty. And it's not, our, it's not within our power as well. right? Jesus is the only one that can really make people experience true life change, that can ex- really change who people are. What we're called to do is we're called to lead people to Him. We're called to pray for people and guide them to Jesus. But that's all we're called to do. We can't change people. That's who Jesus is. That's what he does. And we need to share we think we can change people. If we're keeping relationships in our lives because we think we can save people, we're missing out. Because the bad company is what corrupts the good character. We need to understand that. So what we need in our lives is we need good company. We need to be careful with the bad company. We need to address it. And we need to race it head on. Because if we do, what happens is we experience relationships. We experience life the way God wanted us and fully intended us to experience it. I mean, think about it. Think about what would happen if you didn't let negative Nelly's talk into your life. Right? Think about what would happen if you didn't have someone in your life that was constantly looking at the worst and the worst case and the pessimist that was always talking down to you. Think about what would happen if you didn't listen to that. Right? Think about what more you could experience. Think about how you could take a little bit more risk. How you could step a little further. How you could go a little further. Right? Think about what could happen right? if you didn't have that negative Nelly in your life and you didn't let them affect your life. Think about what would happen if you didn't have that controller in your life. Think about what would happen if, if instead of having somebody control you, you let God control you. Instead of having, instead of worrying about the opinions of man, instead of worrying about the opinions of, of people, what if you actually worried about what God wanted for you? Think about how much further down the road you would be. At. And think about what would happen if you didn't let didn't fall into that temptation of others. And what would happen is you'd experience who God is. And what would happen is, is that you would become that good influence to others. You would become less of a toxic person yourself. Right? You would become a better friend. You would become a better coworker. You would become a better spouse. You would become a better parent, a better child. You would just become better. Because that bad company corrupts good character. And we become who we spend time with. Again, it makes a difference. It makes a difference who we spend time with. This is why at Life Change Church, we push life groups. Again, we know that not everybody here is perfect, but our goal is to be going in the same direction, right? Our goal is to be growing closer and closer to God. And this is why we do life groups. We do life groups because we want it to push each other, to to go closer and closer to God. And right now, there's amazing life groups. I would challenge you to pick up a sheet at this, one of these sheets at the Connect Center with the different life groups that are available. But there's a women's group. There's an older women's group. there's There's a men's group that meets on Saturday morning. And there's some incredible things that are happening, right? There's some incredible things that people are experiencing it. The people are getting sharper and sharper. In fact, in Proverbs 27, 17, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Listen, we need to sharpen each other. We need to help each other grow. We need to be that good influence on others, and we need to allow ourselves to be influenced by others that are good as well. Like, listen, for me, my goal is always to be, to have at least a few people smarter than me in the room. And listen, it's pretty easy to do so, but that's one of my goals. And like a lot of times I like to walk into places where really I don't belong. And instead of feeling intimidated, what I feel is I feel like, you know what, this is an area where I can grow. This is an area where I, where I can learn how to lead. There's some, there's some groups I'm in with other pastors, and I look at them. Their churches are just killing it. They're doing amazing things. and Man, they've been sharp. They've been at it for years and years. I look at them, and I'm like, man, you're out of my league. I'm going to hang out with you, All right, because I want to get in that league. I want to be sharper. And we need to do the same thing in our lives. We need to find people that are out of our leagues so they can take us to that league with them, All right? so we can become sharper, so we can grow from that. Like, that's what we need to do. And we need to overcome these toxic relationships. We need to overcome some toxic relationships. So here's what I want us to really put into application and put into place this week. As we look at toxic relationships, and this is how we overcome, number one what we do is we have to set some healthy boundaries. We have to set some healthy boundaries in our lives. Right, for us to overcome some toxic relationships, we need to set some healthy boundaries. We have to really be precise on, on who speaks into our life, on, on what we allow to, to really get into our lives. And again, there's people that we need, we need to speak into our lives. There's some times where we need to listen to people. There's some times where we need to have people looking from the outside and say, man, you wouldn't do that right. Like, we need to allow them to. But we have to choose who that is. Right? Those have to be the people at that next level that can sharpen us. Those have to be that people that that aren't the negative Nellies. Those have to be the people that aren't the controllers, that aren't the tempters, right? We allow that. So what we do is we have to set some healthy boundaries in our lives. And again, boundaries are placed in our lives. They're placed for our own safety. There's some times where we have to really, we have to be on guard for our own lives. There's some times where we have to think about our own safety, even in our relationships. I mean, a boundary is like, kind of like a guardrail, right? When guardrails on the on the side of the highway, they usually throw them on the side of where, where a hill cl- drives off or like a cliff, right? They're there to keep you. If you go off the road, they're there to keep you from crashing off the cliff. And the truth is there are some times in our life where, where we need some guardrails, we need some boundaries in our relationships to keep us safe and to keep us from going over the cliff. So we need to set some healthy boundaries. And one of the greatest examples of this is Jesus shows us how to do this. In fact, if you look at Jesus, he set boundaries with his friends. He set boundaries with his disciples and those that were closest to him. In fact, he set a boundary with his, his closest disciple, a guy named Peter. And you see this in Matthew 16, 23. And this is what Jesus said. Matthew 16, 23, it says, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Your stumbling block to me, you do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. This is intense. Like, this is Jesus. And he's actually talking to like the closest disciple to him. And he says, get behind me, Satan. He's setting some boundaries. Some of you guys are like, man, I'm going to go talk to my friends and tell them to get behind me, Satan, right? I would not suggest that you call your friend Satan. Like, that's not going to go over well. Jesus can get away with it. He's like kind of next level, but he's probably one of the only ones that can get away with it. But he's setting some boundaries, and it's just a little bit of context of what's happening here. Here's Jesus, and he's actually sharing. He's sharing with his disciples the fact that he has to die on a cross. He's sharing with his disciples the fact that, that he is going to be killed on a cross, pay the penalty that for all of us, that we all deserve, including Peter. He's paying the penalty for all of us that have sinned, right? He's paying this penalty, and then he's going to be risen again. And Jesus is telling his disciples this. But Peter hears this, and all Peter can think about is like, dude, that's my friend, right? I don't want you to go, Peter. Like, no, that's not going to happen. So Peter begins to beg him, and he says, no, that can't happen. And then he begins to even command him and say, Jesus, this isn't what's going to happen. You're not going to do this. Don't allow this to happen. This, this is, you're lying, Jesus. This can't happen, right? He's speaking. He's really kind of hitting all three characteristics of the, of the uh, toxic person. He comes in there, and right away, he's like the negative Nelly. He only sees the negative portion. He doesn't realize that this is Jesus' mission. He doesn't realize that Jesus has to do this for the whole entire world, right? He sees just the negative portion of it, the fact that Jesus is going to die and he's going to be without his friend for a period of time. So he sees the negative. This is where where Peter's at. Then he he becomes controlling and tells Jesus what to do. He's like, no, you can't do this. And then he becomes the tempter and says, you know what? Jesus, you shouldn't do this, right? Stay back with me. Don't walk that path. But Jesus looks at him and says, you know what? You can't speak into my life like that. That's not who you are. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus is setting some boundaries. He's setting some boundaries in his life. He's saying to Peter, I'm not going to let you talk to me that way. He's saying to Peter, I'm not going to go there with you. I'm not going to let you speak negatively in my life. I'm not going to let you control me. I'm not going to let you tempt me, right? I'm going to set some boundaries up here as well. And the truth is we need to do the same thing. There's some relationship in our life that we've we've created and allowed to be toxic because we've allowed people, people to speak things in our life without ever setting boundaries. Right, we let, we've, we've had some negative Nellies in our life, really, because we haven't set boundaries. Because we weren't willing to have a get-behind-me-Satan moment. We have some controllers in our life because we're not willing to point it out. Because we're not willing to have the hard conversation to set some boundaries. Right? We, have some, we have some tempters in our life because we haven't had that hard conversation. And listen, my challenge for you, my challenge for you this week, is to set some boundaries. Set some healthy boundaries in your life. those hard conversations think about it again when i'm going through these there's a chance that there was a name that came to mind there was a a person that came to mind i want to challenge you i want to challenge you to have that hard conversation the truth is they may not even know that they're doing it there may be somebody in your life they think they're helping you out but you see them as negative controlling or or tempting they don't even know they're doing it because you've never had the conversation for some of us we just need to have that get behind me satan moment, where we're willing to have the conversation again don't call him Satan. Huge disclaimer. Don't call him Satan. But have the conversation. Be willing to have the conversation. And listen, for some of us, for some of us, we are the toxic person. I mean, we can say this and make this feel like it's all good, like, oh, there's this negative people in my life. There's this toxic people in my life. But the truth is, for some of us, we are the toxic person. Right? We're the toxic person for somebody else. And what we need to do is we need to bring it up ourselves. I think we have the best interests of a lot of people, but sometimes I think we overstep our bounds. If there's a relationship that you have that really matters to you, that makes a difference to you, that, that you want the best for them, guess what? You might just need to have the conversation this week and ask them, like, hey, is there an area where, where I'm overstepping my bounds? Right? Is there an area where I've been controlling? Like, I've been speaking to your life, I've been giving you unsolicited advice. Like, you, just ask, I, you don't ask, but I just give it, right? Is there an area where I do that? Is there an area where I'm tempting you to, to take you down a path where you never really intended to go? Is there an area where, man, I'm just too negative? That's going to be a hard conversation, too, because you might not like the answers. But for some of us, we are the toxic person, and we need to address it, and we need to overcome it. And it starts, it starts with having the conversation. It starts with having the conversation. It starts with setting up some healthy boundaries. So set some healthy boundaries. And then number two, number two is cut off the toxic relationship. And understand this, this is the last resort, right? This is the last resort. I don't want you to go out there and say, oh, I'm just gonna cut off all my relationships right now. I'm just getting rid of everybody, unfriending everybody. I'm unfriending on Facebook, and then I'm actually just like blocking everybody on my phone. No, this is like, this is a last resort. And let me just say this too is a huge disclaimer. There's some people that we can't cut off, right? Family is kind of family. I mean, we're just kind of, just what it is. You're kind of stuck with family. With that, I would say that you have to be super intentional about setting healthy boundaries. Right? With family, you have to be super intentional about setting healthy boundaries. But there is really no cutoff on that, right? Because it's family. I'll say this for marriages. And when you made a commitment to be married, you made a covenant and you made a promise for life. So, again, marriages, unless there's a danger and unless there's, unless there's physical harm, I'll challenge you. Set healthy boundaries, but don't cut it off. But then there's others that there is a cutoff, right? There's others that there is a cut up. There's some times where we just need to get rid of some relationships. The truth is, there's some people out there that bring out the worst of us. I mean, we may love them, but they bring out the worst of us. Right? They're toxic to us. We may love them, but maybe they don't necessarily love us back, right? They don't have the best interest in mind. They don't have, they don't have that, what we would, it would take us to where we're supposed to go. And for that, times we need to cut those off. There's times where we just need to cut off some toxic relationships. And again, I think when we cut off these toxic relationships, these are, these are really some defining moments for our life. I know for me, I was like, as I, I was going through this sermon, I was kind of thinking through some relationships. And for me, one of the biggest ones was, was eighth grade. I it seems weird, but in eighth grade, man, it really kind of made a decision of where, where my life was going. And I was, I, my, one of my best friends in junior high and middle school so was kind of taking me down the wrong path. So in eighth grade, he was kind of the controller, he was kind of the negative Nelly, and he was definitely the tempter, so eighth grade was where I got offered my first marijuana cigarette, right? I said no. And then because of that, I kind of ended up this this, this relationship with this guy. But what was interesting about it, and what's kind of like, it was revealing to me, and where I first understood that who we spend time with is who we become, is that after eighth grade, I said no to that, and then we kind of parted ways. Our relationship really kind of ended. And then he came back to school after the summer right before freshman year, and he came back. And it turns out he got arrested that summer because he broke into cars and he, uh, well, he defecated in the cars that he broke into. And I'm thinking about this. I'm like, dude, you know what? That could have been me. Like, that was totally, that could have been me, right? Because you're guilty by association. If I was even around him during this time, guess what? I'm going right there with him. the truth is, this is what toxic relationships do to us. They take us to places where we never intended to go. And for some of them, for some of them, we have to just cut them off. We have to end them. And we have to flee from them as fast as we can. Again, in the Bible, you see this as well. In fact, one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament is about this guy named Joseph. And there's a portion of a story where he fled from this toxic relationship. He fled from the wife of a guy named Potiphar, who was actually Joseph's boss. And Potiphar was really this controlling temptress. What what she was doing was trying to to get him to sleep with her, was trying to get him to sin against, against really her husband as well. She was this controlling temptress. But what Joseph did is how we really have to address some of these toxic relationships. And it's in Genesis 39, 12. It says, she caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. Now what's interesting about some of our most toxic relationships is the beginning portion of this. Some of our most toxic relationships are the relationships that are seeking out for us. Understand that, right? So there's some people in our lives that, that want to be a part of us, that want that to come after us, right? That, and they can be some of the most toxic. And this is what's happening to Joseph. This lady comes and says, come to bed with me. But this is what Joseph did. He says, but he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. He fleed the relationship. He ran away as fast as he could. He ran away as fast as he could. He fleed and he cut off the relationship. But here's what I want us to understand. And this is why this is the last resort. When we do this, it's never going to be easy. Because if you go further into Joseph's story, the fact that he ran away, the fact that he did this, it cost him everything. It cost him everything. In fact, he ended up in jail because of this. Again, this is a high-ranking official's wife. And she's basically charged him with rape, which is what he got charged with. He got charged with rape, and then he was thrown into jail. And he was thrown into jail and he was really stuck there until he began to, until God worked through him and he could actually uh, interpret dreams and interpret them for the king. Well, what's interesting to note is that he was never actually acquitted of the charges. He was later left out of jail just because he interpreted some dreams and then the king at that time used him and God used him in an incredible way, but he was never acquitted of those charges. To Joseph, for him to flee, to cut off that taxic relationship, it cost him his reputation. So understand this. When we do this, it is not and will not be easy to ever cut off that toxic relationship. The chances are it's going to cost you. The chances are through it you're going to get accused. The chances are that you're going to have some things said about you that may or may not be true. There's going to be some things said about you that are going to hurt. But there's times where you just have to do it. Because the truth is not everyone is healthy for us. Not everyone has our best interests in mind. And sometimes there's people we've got to go. We've got to cut off those toxic relationships. So think about it. Are you at the place where you're at at the last resort? Are there some toxic relationships that you need to cut off? Are there some negative people that you need to cut off? Are there some controllers that you need to cut off? Are there some tempters that you need to cut off? I challenge you to do it. And when you do it, replace that with positive relationships. In fact, replace that with the most important relationship that you can have. Replace that with a relationship with God. I think for many of us, I think we look for, we look for our satisfaction. We look for even our acceptance in people when God's asking it for us. And he's there for us. And he wants us to have a relationship with him. Again, if we become who we spend time with, we should spend time with God. God wants us to look more and more like him every single day. God wants us to look more and more like him so people see him through us. But to do that, we have to spend time with him. So I want to challenge you spend time with God. Maybe here today, maybe. Maybe as I speak through this, maybe you're seeing this, and maybe you you have the self-awareness where you can actually look at yourself and say, you know what, I'm the toxic person. So I challenge you. I challenge you to spend time with God. Spend time with Him so that you can so that you can overcome those toxic relationships in your life. If you would pull out the response card in the seat back in front of you. And again, we want everyone to fill this out. But maybe you're here today. And maybe for you, maybe you've never, you've never made that relationship with God your priority. Maybe you never realized that God gave his son for you. That Jesus died on a cross, lived a perfect life, died on a cross, and was risen again so that you could be connected with him. You've never realized that. And you never realized how important that relationship is. So if that's you today and you want to realize that, you want to make that step, I want to challenge you on the back of this because I would like to make a commitment to follow Jesus. If you're here today and you've never made a commitment to follow Jesus or you did, but you walked away and you want to today, I want to challenge you to check mark that box and then begin to live that out. Begin to re- realize that, that God gave his son for you. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Accept his forgiveness for all that you've done. Maybe here today, maybe God's speaking to you. Maybe God's asking you to, to set some healthy boundaries. Maybe there's some hard conversations that you have to, to have this week. Maybe there's some hard questions that you have to ask yourself this week. Whatever it is, I challenge you to write it down and then begin live it out. There's also a place for prayer requests as well. Again, if you would pull this out, we want everyone to fill this out. If you're a first-time guest, this is what we ask. We ask that you fill this out completely, and then we actually do have a gift for you at the Connect Center right behind that wall there. We'll give you a gift. You just turn this card in. If you're a person that brought a guest today, if you brought a first-time guest, we want to celebrate that with you as well, and we celebrate... uh, by actually giving you a gift as well. So what you just need to do is you need to take your your guest and their card to the Connect Center and then we will actually give you a free t-shirt as well. If you've been here multiple times, though, weeks and weeks or months and months or years even, right, we still want you to fill this out because this is our way to connect with you. This is our way to to know what you're going through. This is our way to know that you're even here, right? And we just want to be able to, to pray with you and to walk with you through your journey to grow closer to Christ. If you would, take this moment to fill this card out and to get any tithes or offerings ready as well. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.